Hello humans, hello humans. Another podcast thing. Uh, still the 25th of July. Uh, it's the afternoon. It's like 1 something, 1.30. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about space aliens. And... Uh, and uh, space aliens and misunderstandings. So um, we don't understand the UFO phenomenon. Uh, we know this because it's not an accepted, um, there's no scientific precise thought about it. It's all speculation. There's no um, firm understanding anywhere relative to the UFO phenomena, uh, its meanings, or any of this. Uh, we don't have any devices that are acknowledged. So here's the other part of that, and that is that officialdom is at war with the populace relative to the UFO uh, discussion. They don't want to have the populace discussing this. They don't want us to understand this, frankly, because they don't. Uh, but so their their approach is to keep the public uh, from any information so that we won't think about it and that we so that we certainly could not uh, think about it um, in a realistic fashion and come to some precise conclusions and so basically scientific thought uh, through the scientific process through the um, process of, a th of uh, theory experimentation and proving the theory etc um, should provide us with precise understanding. Uh, maybe we won't have a complete understanding, but what we do understand would be precisely known. And we don't have that. Uh, we have a, at best, um, a loose label for a subject that we don't understand. That loose label causes officialdom to keep us from uh, having any more information about it, and that's their uh, corral, so to speak, for containing uh, people's um, knowledge of the UFO issue. So this creates uh, a vacuum, sort of a power vacuum, and uh, so people go into there, and into the power vacuum of the understanding of UFOs and space aliens and all of that. Basically, our position in uh, universe, our position in universe is so misunderstood and so not known that we have people claiming that the Earth is flat and that there's firmament and all of this kind of stuff, right? We also have people claiming that. Um, uh, Yahweh was the god of everybody and created everything and not just one of the Elohim that was given the Jews to rule over. Um, Elon, Elyon, Elon, uh, the head of the, the commander of the uh, Anunnaki, the commander of the El, the commander of the Elohim, who came to earth and uh, caused all kinds of problems for uh, humans about 6,000 years ago. He gave the Jews uh, to Yahweh and said, here, these are your people. He divided the, the, the uh, people
people of the earth up among the Elohim and gave the, uh, them each a chunk of the planet to rule over. So, um, we still have people claiming that these Elohim, the Anunnaki, uh, the Theose, the, um, the Diva, um, all of these guys uh, are in fact real gods and not simply material beings like ourselves trucking around in this universe and doing shit with technology. And so their technology was superior, and so some people here thought they were gods, and we've been in this situation of, of disinformation ever since. And so um, uh, all Christian um, institutions, uh, with very, 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 very few exceptions, so 99.99% of all churches that are Christian, of all schools that are Christian, um, are disinformation sites, dis disinformation spewing, even though they don't think so, even though they're not aware of it. And that's because they're spewing out information that was altered and then translated to provide a cohesive story from a narrative of human contact with space aliens about 6,000 years ago. Four, five to 6,000 was when they first came here. Anyway, so, uh, so the Christian religion um, it will come adrift here uh, the way the Mormon religion has come adrift because they found out that Joseph Smith was lying and that he had not translated this stuff and he made up all of this uh, uh, the book of Abraham 100% um, just made up uh, no basis for it and so Mormons are drifting away because you know when, when you find out that the uh, founder of the church lied about the primary uh, material of the church, well, that isn't much of a church anymore. And we're going to have that same situation with a lot of Christian churches uh, over these next mm, 20 years. It'll take a long time for uh, Christianity to, as, a, as a religion to sort itself out and uh, sort through the problems that have been caused by uh, the Jewish um, being, uh, the Jews being given to the Elohim them writing down the stories of dealing with the uh, Yahweh and his wife and um, uh, his assistants, and then everybody since then taking this, retranslating it to a transcendent God, when in fact all the Jews were talking about were these space aliens that were coming down, bossing them around, killing a lot of them, torturing them. Uh, you know, the God of the Old Testament, Yahweh and his buddies, are not good people. And uh, that keeps coming across. So now we have some understanding of where we've been history-wise uh, with the religious stuff, but we still don't have an understanding of how all of this uh, fits in with our current grasp of um, UFOs and the UFO issue. If you will. Cavitation. It's hot here. This is the first day uh, that we've experienced over 90 degree temperatures here in my part of the Washington State coast. Uh, that's very unusual. I'm doing some coding here in the next few days to write a couple of programs to analyze all of the uh, historical data that I purchased from uh, the National, data, National Weather Data Center. So I've got all of the temperature recordings, all the, I just bought it all. I just bought all their weather data going back as, as long as they've had it. I'm going to write some software, and then I'm going to be able to find out uh, and plot and project, and then I'll show what the results are. I personally think that 
we're having fewer and fewer uh, 90 degree days and that they're getting uh, compressed into a smaller and smaller period of time, um, time window here within the year. And so they used to be that we had potentially a 90 degree day in May, and now we just don't see them until July. So this is just another indication that we've got a cooling trend line uh, forming up here pretty solid. Anyway, getting back to the space aliens. <coughs> so we don't know. This allows speculation. We do know that the UFOs are here. We see them, we can analyze them, we can get uh, all kinds of telemetry off of them uh, from the military, even though they don't share that with us, even though officialdom does not share the, this information with us. We see it because we're the ones seeing the UFOs. We're the ones interacting with it. Although we have had since 2004, a larger percentage of UFO sightings every year are now happening with military um, or officialdom personnel as opposed to simply civilians. So since 2004, in my way of thinking at the moment, there's been some slight change where the UFOs are doing stuff uh, more interactively with our militaries than with the civilian populations. Not that we don't have civilian sightings and all of that, but the old kind of close contact reports that you would get from the civilians have really faded, but they've greatly increased um, in an um, overcompensated way within the military uh, personnel. So we don't know what that means either. Um, but here we are now, and in my way of thinking, our um, fourth generation war uh, between the Kazarian Mafia and everybody else is going to take a, we're going to have a change. We're going to have a change in, in that environment here uh, relatively soon. And I think maybe August. Um, maybe it'll be September. I don't know how dramatic the change will be at the point of that initial change, but the, the impact on us will grow over time as the whole UFO uh, subject is altered in the public discourse as a result of events this summer, both UFO, or both events involving UFOs, but also events involving humans and the UFO subject, although not necessarily UFOs at that point. So we now know, for instance, that the Department of Defense here in the United States has uh, formed a new office of, of all domain um, analysis. So, so they're going to be looking at UFOs from every different uh, which way viewpoint to see basically what the fuck is up. And uh, that's, that's ongoing. That's brand new. So the military and our government are reacting. They're, um, they're always reactive. They never are proactive. They don't do things ahead of the potential for something showing up, just the nature of politics. But because they are reacting now, we know that, that uh, there are things going on that are causing them to react uh, to changing circumstances and events. And thus, I suspect that we're about ready to reach some of these forecast temporal markers around the subject of UFO, which much of it is pegged for the hot, hot days in summer. 
that was just uh, a, a clue that showed up in the temporal markers, uh, you know, relative to it being hot everywhere and people on vacation and all this kind of stuff, when our UFO thing um, like busts out again, right? In another, it'll be much more spectacular than anything we've seen in the past. Uh, we'll get all kinds of press around it, all kinds of speculation and stuff, and uh, probably very little real meaning uh, for most people, uh, for most of the normies. But nonetheless, the normies will be ca uh, captivated by it, they'll be aware of it, and uh, we will experience it, I think, this year. Uh, it's a temporal marker that's associated with all different kinds of other stuff, so when it hits, we're potentially at uh, some key pivotal points for um, other events, and as a result of that, um, uh, well, at that point, I would talk about it. I'd talk about all these other events that were temporally linked with our UFOs uh, taking off, so to speak. Now, insofar as UFOs are concerned, you're going to hear a lot of people that will proffer all different kinds of theories and speculation as though it were fact and as though they had some facts to uh, back up their speculation. And um, uh, some of these will be interdimensional. They're going to say, oh, these are interdimensional beings, that they're coming here from another dimension. They're not actually traveling through space. And this is kind of bullshit. Uh, the reason, I know the reasons they're going to say this. Uh, I know they, the reasons that it has, has shown up in terms of the language prior to this and the speculation. Uh, but um, <coughs> it's not a correct interpretation of the stuff that we're seeing. So in other words, the interdimensional stuff is uh, a result of um, a misinterpretation of observations. <coughs> These uh, misinterpretations stick with us because of the nature of the UFO um, problem, situation, issue, that kind of thing. And so we're dealing with it. There will be a lot of people that say, oh, it's interdimensional, blah, blah, blah. It makes a difference, okay, uh, especially for government. Um, and government's going to be intimately involved in the UFO issue as it pops back out into the public domain and public awareness. Um, not necessarily uh, in a good or a productive way. We won't have to limit ourselves to government, though. We don't have to... We, we won't be a situation where government is going to be the controlling entity in our interactions with the space aliens um, as they show up. That being the case, uh, we're left with, hopefully it won't be something like the NGOs, like Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum, although the World Economic Forum is doing everything it can to position itself as the first point of contact for the reappearance of the space aliens. Now, <coughs> or for the next appearance of the space aliens. Now, the World Economic Forum, they're looking for the L to come back. They're looking for the Elohim to come back uh, so that, uh, you know, and come back for their rightful position as rulers of the planet. Well, that shit ain't going to happen, uh, but we're going to have other space aliens showing up, and so there's all kinds of possibilities for the World Economic Forum, if they get involved in this, to make bad fucking decisions because of their base level of understanding of what's going on. Uh, thus, I think 
that it would be very wise of humans here to have alternatives to the World Economic Forum viewpoint on anything and everything to do uh, with UFOs. And we got to be damn careful that we don't make decisions uh, based on really wonky um, disinformation that's been regurgitated, uh, uh, translated, printed, uh, collated, uh, copied, uh, stuck in a plastic trash can and sealed in a dumpster and buried for three months, right? We just have to get our heads on right relative to what we're seeing. So um, we can't go to the woo people either, right? Because most of the woo people are not sensible individuals at that level. They're not intending to try and produce precise knowledge and understanding. They're not, they're not pursuing things with a scientific bent. Science as a word has been polluted by the um, progressives and the leftists who equate science equals propaganda. And so we're in this mess now. But uh, we do need real science, real scientific method, real precise understanding and conclusions in order to be able to make effective decisions relative to what we're going to have to um, around the UFO subject when it returns to um, uh, uh, major awareness across the population, across the normies. I also do not discount the possibility that the powers that be, the Kazarian Mafia, will attempt to manipulate the normies uh, directly by fake uh, UFO stuff, right? They're in kind of a bind. Uh, so I don't buy the Project Blue Beam or, or fake alien invasion or any of this sort of shit, right? The, uh, for a number of different reasons that I'll go in, into it other, in, in other uh, discussions here, other podcasts. But um, so at the moment, we're left in, you know, what's going to happen? Who's going to be rising to prominence? And we will get some level of boost, uh, for people that have been in the woo world for a long time, okay? So the OGs in the woo world, even if they are not precise thinkers, will get some um, reasonably dramatic, reasonably um, large levels of presence increase as a result of the UFO activity that's going to be coming out here uh, over the course of, hope of, I think, hopefully this summer. Okay, so I think it'll it'll come out this summer. Um, anyway, though, so but it will it will increase greatly the presence um, of all kinds of woo people, many of whom, like Charlie Ward and Simon Parks and these guys, are going to add absolutely nothing to the discussion. They're going to other than disinformation and uh, bullshit. Uh, and they're just going to confuse everything, right? So a lot of these woo-woo guys, they're, they're grifters. They're just uh, confusion artists, really. And they may not be evilly intent. It might just be their own um, level of thinking and their own analysis. So, for instance, Kerry uh, Cassidy is desperately afraid of AI and desperately afraid of alien AI. And according to my understanding of what she said, her understanding is that space alien or that alien AI can drift through space and doesn't need a computer to house it. Bear in mind, AI equals artificial intelligence. Our understanding of artificial intelligence is as a subset of computer programming that has washed out, never done shit, um, 
to speak of, really. Uh, I think AI exists in the in our computer world. I use use it. I work with it, uh, it but it's limited to things like you know effective management of the number of cars at a, at a stoplight or that kind of thing, right? Where the sensors know they, they, if a car is there and there's no other cars or not other cars. And so the artificial intelligence of the stoplight makes a decision to turn green, which direction and so on, based on what the sensors are telling it. That's very effective artificial intelligence. We use that artificial intelligence every fucking day continuously. Uh, so, um, you go in for a, um, a filling in your tooth, they squirt some, it's no longer amalgam, it's some kind of a resin, they put the resin in place, and then they get a device, they touch that device and there's a beep, and they stick the device in your mouth, it emits a bunch of uh, ultraviolet at a specific frequency, that specific frequency cures the uh, resin and forms the filling for your tooth, but the AI part comes in to when that, after that first beep, the, uh, the machine itself that is emitting the ultraviolet has a little tiny bit of AI in there that knows how long to do so at what intensity. And it goes beep beep to tell the human that it's done. And so there was a little bit of AI that you used as a dental assistant or as a dental patient. <coughs> and that's the world we live in. That's the extent of AI. In, in my world, there is no alien AI. I'm not afraid of AI because it's so limited. It's only limited. It's entirely limited to the code. If you if you have if it's not in the code, it's not going to happen. AI can't teach itself, can't change itself, none of that shit. And so uh, I'm not scared of it. And I don't believe alien AI floats through the air and is going to attack anybody here on Earth. Nor do I believe that there's any kind of of black goo in the uh, Falkland Islands uh, that is composed of something unknown that somehow supports AI within its structure. So Carrie Cassidy is afraid of AI. She also has a very poor understanding, non-technical understanding of computers. Uh, she's not very technically literate and does not understand the nature of AI, that it requires a computer to run a chip and so on, and that, a that alien AI, by its very nature, could not run on our PCs, um, even if it could get here somehow, right? So, <coughs> we're going to get into these levels of speculation, uh, most of which, as I say, is all a waste. It's, it's not going to lead you any closer to a real understanding of what's going on with the uh, UFO phenomena, although it will be, uh, all of these things will be very exciting for all of the woo people and for um, millions of normies that will become new, uh, newly involved in the subject here. Uh, so they'll, they'll gravitate to the subject because of the UFO activity, and then in that gravitating to the subject, they'll come across people like Carrie Cassidy, they'll listen to her uh, pronouncements where she says alien AI did this and it did that, as though she has proof when she's just making a statement, she's making a claim, she has absolutely no proof, it's just a, a conclusion formed in her head based off of her fears, off of her mental structure, especially relating to artificial intelligence. And um, uh, then there you go. Bunches of normies will start fearing uh, alien AI creeping out. And then we'll have all these kind of problems resulting in, uh, from that, right? But this is inevitable. It's bound to happen. There's no other way we could encounter this subject with these circumstances that it should not happen, that we're going to get vast quantities of normies 
uh, be confused and going off um, on snipe hunts, right? Out there uh, hunting for shit that just does not exist. But it'll be very exciting, like I say. Now, the thing is, I suspect that the Kazarian Mafia, uh, the bankers, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, the pretend Jews, I think that they will probably try and use this shit, right? They're probably going to try and use the confusion for their own ends, you know, under the theory of never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, however, our data sets for the sci-fi world were such that the um, uh, awareness spike in among the normies uh, relating to UFOs and space aliens and all things uh, woo-woo uh, was a very key temporal marker for uh, progress in dealing with the Kazarian Mafia as a whole and their particular plots to take over the world at this moment. So I think it's a very good thing that we get into it with the, about the space aliens because temporally, temporally it will be a, an indicator that other things are also about to, other changes are also about to mature and um, thus change our civilization at its core. Now, the Xerian Mafia tried to do that by, um, they wanted to kill off uh, 13 out of 14 people, and they tried to use their vax, uh, mRNA, and the fake um, pandemic to do that. Uh, it didn't work, they've got real problems, they're scrambling, now they're fighting to kill us all off with the, everybody eats bugs, um, and um, uh, this is good for the planet thing, right? The reason they want you to eat bugs is because they'll make a fortune growing the bugs and because the nature of the bugs is that you will be heavily parasitized and will probably only live five or six years after you begin your uh, life of eating bugs. If you're younger and you can tolerate it a little bit, you might last seven, eight years, that kind of thing. But it's not sustainable and you will become parasitized. So you spend a lot of your time dealing with illness that is not really illness. It's the side effect of all these parasites that are um, you consume when you eat insects. Because here's the thing. Insects are closer to um, shellfish, like lobsters and that kind of thing, than they are to other life forms. As such, they share certain characteristics with these kind of animals. Uh, and that is this... Um, uh, or, um, uh, chondritin uh, stuff, the, the chitin kind of stuff within the uh, structure of their exoskeleton. So in order to kill parasites in meat, you heat meat up to 141 degrees. Um, you can't heat insects up to 141 degrees. You cannot cook your crickets that high or you're going to turn them into a, a brown uh, carbonized mass and uh, it wouldn't be palatable, it wouldn't be edible even, you couldn't digest it, it would make you ill to try and just digest all this uh, carbonized insect uh, material. Um, so they have to do it at a lower temperature. Doing it at a lower temperature means more of their the parasites within those crickets are going to survive to attack you. Many of the parasites won't be available to be found as live parasites by any laboratory testing. So in other words, you can have your ground up cricket meal, you can give it to a laboratory, they'll look through it and they say, we find no live parasites, nor can we determine that we can actually find any parasitic 
eggs, right? Any eggs for parasites. And they say, okay, so you're good to go and you eat this. The problem is, examining it in a uh, dry environment that way is not going to yield the results that would tell you that, yes, there are parasites there, both alive and in the form of eggs. You need to get that into a wet environment, that is to say, in a being, uh, in order to determine this. So, um, uh, you know, we could feed them to a rabbit or something, and then the rabbit would show up with parasites in a very short order. Uh, or it's going to happen to humans, and we'll show up with humans with parasites in a very short order. But anyway, the whole let's eat bugs thing is just not going to fly. Uh, we're at that point of, um, of uh, tipping over. There's more people now actively against the World Economic Forum uh, that know who they are, know they're evil and all of this, than who do not. So we now have awareness, and that is scary for the World Economic Forum because they just want to move in the background. They wanted the UN to do it all and certify all their shit. Now we're looking right at the World Economic Forum and the banksters and all of this and pointing our fingers. Now, personally, based on some of the stuff I've seen in the data over the years, I suspect that there will indeed be a flurry of uh, shootings. Now, these shootings are not going to be the ones that the World Economic Forum has engineered to try and take the guns away from the people in the United States try and get them emotionally involved enough to, to surrender their guns the way they did in Australia, which led to Australia being uh, a dictatorship and the uh, hellhole of the world next to New Zealand. It's a toss-up right at the moment. You know, um, I'd be freer in India than I would be in either New Zealand or Australia. I would be freer walking around in... Um, uh, basically any place in Africa, most places in the United States, than I would be in Australia or New Zealand. It's just the way it is. They're a huge dictatorship now because no one has a gun to, or weapons to enforce um, the will of the people. It will come to that, and the Australians will have to make their own weapons, so it's going to be an ugly war um, when they come for the, when they do a, the revolution. They'll have to use uh, uh, approaches that have lots of collateral damage that are not as precise as um, nine millimeters, that sort of thing, right? So, um, but we are coming to that. Um, we're entering into a very strange period. Once we get to that point where we've reached the temporal marker for the space aliens, then I can go on through and, and look at all this data, tie it all together again, and do a discussion on uh, the possibilities for what's next. And I say possibilities because we don't have a probability grid for uh, these temporal markers because it was just such huge levels of changes that were being forecast. It was not possible to do um, scenario planning uh, probability grids on even the major potential um, avenues and offshoots uh, that would arise from the circumstances. But uh, the good news is, at least for me, is that I think that I'll be done with my waiting sometime by the middle of September. We should have had our UFO event then. It may be that it's not going to happen until next year, in which case, okay, then next year is going to be really the bad year. Because we'll have all of this stuff happening, the economic crash, uh, the worst depression ever in history, uh, potentially threatening civilization itself, banks failing everywhere, people trying to hunt down the Federal Reserve uh, board members to put a bullet in their head for all the crimes they've committed over the years, and so on and so on, right? That's just the way it's going to go 
uh, within the population as the normies come unglued and start realizing how they've been screwed. And uh, uh, so maybe it'll be next year, right? I think there's a possibility that we'll get the UFO thing this year, in which case that's much better than having, in my opinion, than having that temporal marker show up in the midst of the larger, um, more general breakdown that's uh, being um, uh, engineered by the, or, or being created by the death of the uh, Federal Reserve note. Uh, the combination of the two would just be really tough to take. We may get there. It may be that we don't have our UFO events until next year. It may be that we have uh, the confluence of all these temporal markers all at once. Um, but I sure hope not. <laughs> so I'm still optimistic. You know, I'm still optimistic that, oh, yes, it'd be a lot better to go through that particular hell this year than to deal with it uh, when we're also well into uh, dealing with the um, uh, dollar death as adults.